0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer makes everything better.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jay. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Armada by Ernest Cline, and we are joined by Dave the Nerd.
2: Hey, how's everybody
1: doing? All right. Hey, Dave. Dave, why don't you tell us about uh, your show, so all of our... Or dozens of listeners can know where to check you out.
2: Yeah, so I can find out where I'm supposed to listen to my show. I'm on Podbros Network. I'm also found pretty much everywhere on the interwebs as Dave the Nerd. Dave's Nerd Compendium is just a podcast about nerdy geek life culture. I try to educate people on different things that's considered
1: nerdy. So Armada must have given you some serious wood if you're into nerdy stuff.
2: <laughs> the sad thing is when I was growing up, I remember playing these games firsthand. that I are think that's what in he was it. going for. I re- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also remember seeing any of the movies that are mentioned oh, in it in the I've theater. I've
1: not seen all of them. I, some of them might be a little before my time. But, well, but, I'm also. Oh, you're, you're like Nate like years, like years. years.
0: I am <laughs> almost that old. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that.
2: <laughs> no one has to know. <laughs> but just like when you guys reviewed Ready Player One, when I read that book, I was like, I remember that. I remember that. Hey, I saw that movie. It was the same thing yeah. when reading this book.
1: It's basically Ready Player Two is what Armada is. No,
2: no, 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 no. Ready Player <laughs> Two is actually the pen name for the sequel to Ready Player One.
1: Oh, man. He is same, actually working on the sequel. Well, because he really only has one, one idea. It's a yeah. very shallow well he goes to. It's <laughs> 80s pop culture he's, stuff. He's got
0: one sa- If he was a band, he would have one sound. And yeah. every song sounds like that one song.
1: And it would, it would have a lot of synth. It would it be a real cool 80s. song, but you know,
3: <laughs> after a while, you're like, "I'd like to hear another song now." You
1: yeah, have something that's not this.
0: Well, you know what? I think it's time for a beer.
1: Yeah. So we both co- we were coordinated that everybody will be drinking at least one beer in common, uh, and it is Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. Why are we drinking Rogue's Dead Guy Ale?
0: It's because this is kind of a key part of the book where the main character Zach he's a teenager, but his father is dead. Or wait, he just thinks his father is dead. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Oh. And so he because he thinks his father is dead, and that like shapes so much of him like that's how he in the the year 2015 or wherever this book came out that's how he became obsessed with 80s pop culture and 80s video games is because he was learning about his father who died going through all his dad's stuff in the attic right so anyway he thought his his father was dead spoiler he's not dead
2: no he's on the the dark side of the moon
0: right exactly
1: (laughs) just might as well be dead And, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. So Dead Guy Ale has nothing, to, to my knowledge, has nothing to do with dead people or you know, living people. But the name is great, and it's an easy beer to find. So even though we are Skypecasting casting from uh, different places, we were all able to get it. So what do you guys think of the beer? It's fine?
3: Yeah. I mean, this is one that I've actually, I think this might be the first beer I've ever had here that I've had elsewhere. Because it's fairly, it's a fairly common, not common, but it's around a lot. Like, it's at bars. So you can get it pretty readily accessible. It gets wide distribution.
1: It's also a very sort of accessible beer. It's yeah. not a crazy IPA or crazy stout or sour beer. It's just, I mean, I guess it's an American amber ale or something like that. No, it's actually a malted ale. Oh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. I, I read oh, no, the no, no. cans. Oh, uh, we're. I look at the bottle here. I mean, it does say, it doesn't say shit on here.
2: Oh, well, wow, you guys have the bottle. I have
1: the can with the awesome looking dead guy on it.
3: Does so he have a large hat? hat? Yeah, yeah. like a hat and a, and a mug. And hands. a
1: beer stein next to him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one, the, 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 we have that on art, but it doesn't say anything else. I mean, I don't know what a malted ale is, except, you know, all ales have malt in them. So I guess they are just saying it's not an IPA.
2: No, a malted ale is actually one that, when it's stored after brewing, it's actually stored in additional malts to mm. add to the flavor. Just That's like a bourbon barrel ale is
1: aged in a bourbon-aged barrel. Oh, so they yeah. add okay. extra malt just to make it sweeter and a little more body i guess yep i never heard of such a thing it's pretty wild i mean it doesn't it definitely has a sweetness to it it's not super bitter it's kind of
2: yeah i also do a podcast called i'm thirsty where we try to educate people on alcohol well
1: that's very cool <laughs> people need to know about that so. <laughs> Heck yeah
2: plus it's a reason for me and a couple of my buddies to get together and drink
1: it's a similar vibe here. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> the books are collateral damage here. Like that's <laughs> The books are <laughs> our MacGuffin. That was yeah.
0: funny. <laughs> our uh, very first episode or two, we were very much only brought one or two beers, and
1: we're much more about the books. But, you know. Over time, yep, that has uh-huh. sh- shifted a little. One of them
0: takes more homework than the other. I don't know which one.
1: <laughs> I think once. Again, it depends on the show. <laughs> well, this is a fine beer, um, mm-hmm. just for regular sipping. It's nothing, um, like, remarkable. Except that, you know, it's just a good beer that you could find just about anywhere. So it's a good one to know about if you're.
2: Yeah, I will say this isn't my normal beer. I'm normally a stout and porter drinker because I like the dark beers. But for a palate cleanser, this ain't bad.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna knock your palate out like an IPA will, where you're gonna be, you know, you're fatigued from the bitterness <laughs> of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So in um the book, Zach, the whole book takes place over like tw- basically over 24 hours, maybe 36 hours. Yeah. Uh Zach is a high school student who is damn close to graduating and he is uh not a weird kid, but he's not super popular and he has a reputation for like anger outburst I mean he's
0: a bit of a nerd, but he's not totally antisocial
1: yeah, but he is what in you know he is super into this video game mm-hmm. called Armada of Any, book, yeah, any <laughs> book I've ever read, this one uses the title of the book in the book the most. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Like every couple of pages, they either say the word armada in italics, meaning the video game, or just referring to a general armada of ships.
0: I can think of one exception to that.
1: The, the cat in the hat? The cat in the hat. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Oh, oh, yeah. It's pretty much any Dr. Seuss title. It really hammers at it home. <laughs> it's like a chorus in a pop song. You, you, you can't pretend you don't know what it is. So he, he plays this game, and it's this online flight simulator sort of game, right? Like basically, I don't Yeah,
3: it's like uh, you fly around and shoot the aliens in your, in your plane.
1: And there's, you know, you can get all sorts of cool gear, which reminded me of Ready Player One with the uh, all the suit add-on bullshit that he later buys in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's these big... Kind of like, um, I guess, I don't, I don't do a lot of online gaming, but like what World of Warcraft really made popular, like the big missions that people would have to collaborate on. And then they even mentioned Leroy Jenkins in, the, uh, in yeah, this book. Yeah. Well,
2: more StarCraft than... Uh, Wow.
1: And I don't I never played either, but I remember World of Warcraft really was like when I became aware of that as a thing. That people were like, Oh, we have to coordinate what spells we're casting so we could fight this troll war or something. (laughs) It's (laughs) a group effort. Yeah. Yes. Elvish Gangbang. Everybody takes a lot of hands. <laughs> uh, the StarCraft. That's like Last the forever. 90s. Yeah, that's a while yeah, ago. Yeah. I remember playing. It's like still cool. like the
3: national sport of Korea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's not even a joke, sadly. <laughs> Fuck the Olympics. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he plays this game called Armada and it has like a sister game made by the same company called uh, TNA, what was it called? <laughs> Terraformer. Yeah. Terra- 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 <laughs> that, that they keep calling TF. And That's the same plot, basically, except that one's you you control little mech soldiers. On
0: the ground, instead of flying through space.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, same thing. Which felt totally unnecessary, by the way, to the plot, because it's a really minor part of it in the long run, you know, the the mech soldiers. If it was all combined in just sort of one game, yeah, I think you're right. It didn't need to be two separate games. The only thing is it allowed there to be uh, two different record boards, you know, that there was Mm -hmm. the the top ten Armada players and the 30 dozen... Of, oh, the the, <laughs> of the TF players, <laughs> they were the top ranked in that. And our our main character is number six in the world at Armada. Mm-hmm. Which um, one totally unnecessary detail I tell you earlier but that he has an ex girlfriend. Like, she is not important at all in the book. I don't even remember them saying that. She is very, just oh, a Yeah, bit yeah, the very yeah. But very very, it's very important that it gets mentioned that he's, he has lost his virginity to this girl. Yeah. <laughs> that gets mentioned in there.
3: <laughs> he's in Six in the World, but he also touched a booby once.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, that's that kind why of he that's is like king. the main theme of the book. <laughs> it, this is all uber nerd porn, the whole book. This
3: is like if every nerd's dream came true.
1: Yeah, like, yep. oh, I could touch a booby. Play video, playing video games is cool and it saves the world. It makes me world famous. And then you get to touch another boobie at the end of it because yeah. oh, we'll get to the other girl that mm-hmm. he meets. Yeah. So uh, it turns out that it's not really just a video game. It's it's the exact plot of the, uh, what was that 80s yeah. movie? Uh, Last Starfighter? Yeah, where the game is like the... <laughs> the, the, the government te- test. Government test, yeah. But the game, but the book mentions that movie. Yep. And it mentions <laughs> Ender's Game and it mentions all these other things that it's clearly c- emulating. Mm-hmm. But it's making it, uh, it's sort of, not tongue-in-cheek, but homage. very It's very homage. self-aware. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's the setup. You're trying to it's all real. Yeah. And then you find out that his dad is not actually a dead guy.
0: Yep. <laughs> his dad the g- Space Galactic Alliance, whatever the fuck they're called. The Earth Defense... Earth Defense Alliance. alliance. Is that what they're called? Anyway, that they yep. faked yep. the father's death because he was such a good video game player that they recruited him to go live on the moon and fight these guys in real life. <laughs> they blew him up in a shit fight. factory. but <laughs> you know, like he died in a poop, <laughs> poop explosion. But his family was taken care of financially by the Earth Galactic Alliance. And uh, most uh, times I have a
1: poop explosion, <laughs> no one's <laughs> taken care of financially. <laughs> the, the laundry isn't taken care of. <laughs> he, had a, he dies in a shit explosion. <laughs> uh, he couldn't even... You know, fake kill him in a dignified way, like no, stopping a burglar, yep. <laughs> saving well, an orphanage. Kind of leads,
2: that kind of leads to a separate part where we find out Zach actually has a nickname that's from an 80s reference in and of itself.
1: Saved by the Bell reference, right? <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> Zach attack. Zach, yeah, I think uh, only you and I, uh, Dave, knew that of the guys talking right now. Yeah, I didn't. I, I never I didn't place that one.
3: I did watch Dave by the Bell, but I, I don't remember that. And
1: if I recall, was that Zach's band?
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There you oh, go. I wonder how many other references in this I missed. Probably like four thousand. There were
1: a lot that I knew. I was like, <laughs> I know they're talking about something right now, but I don't. I didn't. It's get like
3: it. a, it's like a really nerdy episode, an even nerdy episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is a reference to, but I'm assuming it's funny.
1: There were a lot of things I didn't get, and some. Sometimes I I was like, "I I think it's this." Oh no, it's not. Let me go Google it, and uh, I I have no idea. (laughs) I thought that was Klingon. Apparently, from the day the Earth stood still. Okay, sorry.
2: And here I'm catching Um, every single reference because I'm an old old nerd.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm an OG (laughs) original geek. the uh, the the references in this one thing that helped me get them was having already read ready player one yep cuz there's like a in the Venn diagrams that are these two books there's there's very little it doesn't overlap
3: it's like, like a, a partial eclipse yeah <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i mean let's have a beer yeah we've got we got more beer here we've got we've got five more beers
3: <laughs> we we went all <laughs> out yeah, Six right. is a pretty low number
1: for it's us. Dave,
0: we don't mess around
1: <laughs> our, 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 when it comes to beer. We, we recorded an episode on Fight Club that has 10 beers. Well, you kind of need 10 beers to get through Fight Club. It there almost you know, We almost it, went, that's crazy. It is <laughs> the
0: first rule of getting through Fight Club. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so let's
1: open one. That? Pick uh, the one closest to your hand. This one closest is called, this is one Jimmy brought.
3: It is called The Project by Platform Beer Company. Jimmy, why'd you pick it? Um, mostly because, uh, you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. But I guess because, you know, the whole thing is like it was a secret project to recruit people, and I needed another beer, to be honest. So that's good enough.
1: They don't always have to be strong connections.
3: Yeah. Um, one thing, you
1: know, you know, Dave, you could certainly speak to the quality of those 80s arcade games that they referenced. I don't really know how much prepping for intergalactic war you could be doing when you're playing Asteroid. I don't know. What, what did you that's think about that? That's very <laughs> realistic.
2: Well, in a way, you can kind of see it with, like, Galactica, uh, Galaxy, Asteroid. Just the whole uh, being in a solitary area with a cannon and you're just trying to shoot stuff or with like Galactica having that small little ship uh traveling back and forth trying not to get hit while you're destroying things so in a way I could kind of see it being used as a recruiting tool but nothing to the extent.
3: Well perhaps like one of the one of the things in this book was that the the aliens kind of I mean it's you know, not to give away the ending but the aliens kind of evolve as the people do and their tactics become different so maybe the aliens back in the 80s were just you know sprites <laughs> <laughs> they were the, <they're> the Moonanites.
0: <laughs> Maybe aliens are two dimensional. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they turned three dimensional <laughs> sometime in the mid '90s. Right. Yeah. Right. But first, they were like really polygon looking. <laughs> yeah. Such a low resolution aliens out there in the world.
1: I, I can understand the plot of you know now in 2018 when I read the book that the video game is pretty realistic looking if you were to play a, a modern you know video game. Yeah. But man, like the, the arcade games of the '80s, were <laughs> even the best ones. We're not really that real looking.
2: Heck, I remember playing some of the games on Atari 2600.
1: And like, I remember playing a game called Tax Evaders. I think that was for 2600. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet game. <laughs> Important lessons to be learned.
2: Oh, I thought that was just a couple of the politicians that are in That's, office right now.
1: Well, it's, it's an old
3: game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: have <I> been <remember laughs> playing that for a while.
3: I remember Scales Joust. Time. You would ride a chicken and stab a guy with a stick. That's, that's,
2: it wasn't a chicken; like it was j- an ostrich. What game is
3: Joust. It was like the whole Ready Player One though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had to, to fight the lich. The first
2: Taskin or second task in Ready Player but, uh, One.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a ridiculous game. It's like someone thought like, uh, let's have them joust each other. Horses? No, no. <laughs> let's make it modern.
2: Horses have like too many
3: sprites. <laughs> you couldn't show this many legs on the horse. Yeah.
2: Well, just think of the old nineteen. I want to say it was an eighty-two video game called Night Driver on Atari, where
1: all you see is a black screen until you hit something. That's that's kind of like driving at night, though, in my experience. <laughs> it's a
3: very realistic <laughs> game.
1: <laughs> I was driving, I drove, drove a night in Florida last year, in like central Florida where my parents live, and that was pretty much it. It was just praying that no creature or swamp person just popped out of the road. And the swamp people up. were there, yeah. They were definitely there. They were waiting to, you know, they were hoping an animal would jump out and then they could eat my corpse afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and gain your knowledge. Oh, I <laughs> so the 80s games that they mentioned, while a fun nostalgia ride, are really not. I mean, that's like one of the plot holes. It's the best
3: tools they had at the time.
1: Okay. Though, I mean, I guess part of it was also that they just wanted to plant the seed in people's heads that aliens are out there and we need to fight aliens at some point. That was also kind of it was, a, it was a long con. That was four, four years.
2: Well, they even mentioned Carl Sagan's uh, Cosmos
1: series. He only got the funding for Cosmos <laughs> because he was willing to lie <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> Science.
0: Yeah, that'll make you trust scientists.
1: It's like, oh, Carl Sagan is fake news. <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about this beer. What is it? It's, it's a IPA. It's a session IPA, which means... No, rem- remind me of the name again. It's called The Project, the Project. by Platform Project. Beer Company. It is Calypso dry hopped, which means it's hopped like it's from the islands. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> and uh, it has lime zest, and it's a session IPA. So we already discussed in the past and that Dave Cattellia's session IPA is a, a wimpy IPA, essentially. <laughs> it's a binge drink. Yeah. yeah okay. It's because it's, it's it's, it's binge drinking on the, looks bad on the label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, it's, no, I'm not, no, I'm not on a binge, honey. I'm, I'm in a session <laughs>
3: It sounds like you're productive.
1: <laughs> you definitely taste the lime zest, which isn't, you know... in the That must be the has, calypso.
3: Well, the calypso is a type got of... got an hop. island feel.
1: I don't, I don't know what... I'm not an expert on what individual hop flavors are, but calypso is a type of hop that probably has like, a very strong citrusy flavor. I don't know if you know anything about that, uh, Dave, on, in terms of hop qualities.
2: Calypso's, yeah, that would be a um, more tropic-based hop found around Jamaica. Um, it does kind of have a citrusy smell to it, but more
3: like tangerine than lemon. I could, yeah, I could feel that.
1: That's that's a nice thing. They have other hops here, listed on the can, but Calypso dry hop. That's going to give us that smell.
3: No idea why it's called the project.
1: Why not? Yeah, I why mean, not?
3: Why not? I
1: mean, all, none of these beers were made in space, you know. But you don't know, <laughs> they,
3: know that. I you don't. The secret it, base on uh, the moon. I think
0: that would be too expensive.
1: <laughs> that would have to be prohibitive, right, to make a space beer. So I think there's a beer made with a someone made a beer. Made with yeast that had been in
3: space. That seems
1: pretentious that as fuck. That must have been really expensive. Well, I mean, actually, if you bring back a, the culture oh, of yeast, you just, you just take a, a couple and you, you put them in a little thing and they'll, they'll multiply forever. So you just
3: need to send, like, two yeast to space. And then you can make infinite yeast.
1: Individual yeast. They're microscopic. <laughs> two, two yeast. <laughs> two yeast. <laughs> <laughs> so they... What's the kid's name? Zach, yeah. Zach has some friends Does he have, he, like,
3: a, I forget, he has like, a cool last name?
1: Lightman, Lightman, yeah.
3: He also has a middle name
1: that's only used for when he needs to it's get like stolen. Ulysses, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. No explanation for that. Too. Just uh, on Ulysses. Civil War is the explanation. Not like the Odyssey, Ulysses.
3: No, I'm going with Civil War. <laughs> he's very presidential. <laughs> he's an alcoholic.
1: Well,
2: if you think about it, he's going on his own Odyssey, uh... a space Odyssey.
3: Yeah. Grand I mean, the symbolism in this book is pretty heavy-handed.
2: So why? Because that's they heavy. even play Space Odyssey. On Moonbase Alpha. Oh, God, they do, it, don't they?
3: was on the, the Raid the Arcade
1: mix playlist. Yep. <laughs> Which you can find on Spotify.
3: Oh, they made a list? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yep. No, it's all makes sense. this
1: in So songs. you can,
3: like, leave it on loop while you read it.
1: <laughs> yep. Well oh, you listen to the audiobook. <laughs>
2: hey, nothing wrong with the audiobook.
0: Oh, amazing
1: <laughs> Job on it. Who, did you do the audiobook, Nate?
0: Yeah, yeah, I listened to the audiobook. Yeah, yeah, Will Wheaton It's is the perfect oh, Will Wheaton. person that to, makes to sense. read this audiobook.
3: Who's Will Wheaton? And He's, he like, the go-to nerd thing. Run.
0: So he, he played like, a character on Star Trek. His statements are going to like nerd
3: conventions now. And... Which Trek?
1: character on Star Trek was it? He played Will
0: Wheaton? Ensign Wesley Crusher on Star Trek. the yeah. fuck is, is that?
1: He's a guy with a beard. Is that num- like n- uh, number, first, number two?
2: No, he was in the first uh, three seasons as a regular, the fifth season as a reoccurrence in two episodes, and the eighth season in the season
1: finale as a uh, special guest.
0: He, he's the one who was just a teenager at the time. I mean, he was literally like 16 Beverly Crusher's son. He was 16 years old when he started on the show.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys, I never watched Star Trek The Next Generation. I prefer my Star Trek to be a corny 60s Star Trek with William Shatner. You're missing out, man.
2: Well, I also prefer Will Wheaton to his role in Stand By Me than Star Trek. Was he, was he one of the kids? He was the main character, the first one you see. Find the detective mag in the uh, five-and-dime
1: drugstore. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so he's not wait, he's not one of the four kids?
2: He is one of the four kids. He's oh, he's the, the first f- kid that you see. He's a main character.
1: Oh, he's the one that's narrating it. Yep. And at the end he's like, Oh, we never saw Jimmy again. And
2: he, he got
3: kn- stabbed in the neck at McDonald's or whatever.
2: <laughs> I recently rewatched that movie just because I was like, eh, I'm in an eighties kick. Eh, let's watch Stand
1: by Me. Yeah, that was I have to, and did, was it Jerry O'Connell? Is that also one of the he's the fat mm, kid, right? River yep, Jerry O'Connell? Uh, River Phoenix and Corey, uh, Corey yeah. and Stilman. Kiefer Sutherland is he the bu- is he the bully? He was the bad guy in every movie in the eighties. Kiefer Sutherland was in it. So was I'm trying to blank on the name. Um, could it could it have been uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. Yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so they get <laughs> Man, that must be you. Got to be a prick if you're growing up with the name Queaver. Like, how to, you got? It's like a boy named Sue. You know, you got to be a tough kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Queaver. <laughs>
2: Richard Dreyfuss Bunched was in it. Them. John Cusack was in it. Man,
3: it's like everyone from the '80s. Oh yeah, Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss Pretty was the narrator because he narrated it as an adult about what he did when he was a kid. Right.
2: Yeah, and Will Wheaton played his younger self. That makes sense. I
3: still can't picture this Will Wheaton guy, but I'll trust you. To You've me. probably never seen him in anything I mean, or I, seen his I, face. I, yeah. Mm. Big Bang Theory? He's on the Big Bang Theory as him. He, doesn't he play himself? As himself, yeah. He's as himself. <laughs> Will Wheaton.
1: All right, so I got to go find who the fuck Will Wheaton is. But either way, I read the book. I'm not sure why we're talking about the audiobook versus the book. <laughs> um, so they get into, they find out, oh, there's actually, uh, well, actually, wait, he goes to school after, like, they have a big mm-hmm. mission, and, they, and it sucks, and everyone loses. And then the next day at school, he gets, Zach gets picked up by the.
0: Yeah, literally one of the uh, spaceships in the game shows up in real life, lands on the lawn in front of the school, and says, we're looking for Zach Lightman. Zach Lightman, have you seen him? I'm like, yeah, yeah,
2: he's right here. But don't bury the lead. It's his boss. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's actually his boss, someone he knows. They're taking him to Space Command, where they're finally, anyway, it is his boss who's been watching him for years. Ray? Yeah, what's, his, what's the guy's name It's Ray, I thought, right? Yeah, probably. It's he Ray. He has Bob. two different
1: names, because he has like a fake, you know, his, his deep cover name, yeah. and, and then you find out his real name, and then he disappears in the book.
3: Yeah. They, they 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 video conference him later. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah So
0: anyway, so uh, Zach gets taken to, what, Nebraska, to their underground, like, bunker.
3: Finally proving that Nebraska yeah. has a purpose.
0: <laughs> the only book in which Nebraska has a purpose, I'm sure. Um. So, and, and then they, the, all, him and all the other new recruits, who are all basically the top scoring players on the game Armada and, and Terraform.
1: Tina, yeah. TerraFirma,
2: TF.TA.
1: Yeah, t, I keep saying TNA because that's no, that's, what, that's what the other website the nerds are going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm playing T TNAflix.com. <laughs> so,
0: great, Mike. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know we're not editing this, right? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so we usually edit stuff out like that when he says it. But
3: anyway, no, that one's fine.
0: What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's for adults. So, so anyway, he gets... He, so the main general gives everybody the like news. Like, all right, guys, guess what? That game you were playing wasn't actually a game. It was actually training for real life.
1: He's the general from the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the general from the you game. You see him wait, in the a, game. Wait, Admiral Vance. Patch?
1: He has an eye patch. and it's a like scar. the most badass guy you could think of. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds like the you know, leader from a video game. It sounds like, you know... You know a, Elderly solid.
3: Every tank. guy, every boss, and wing commander.
0: So anyway, they get there. They all the recruits get the sort of get the official message that yes, aliens have been contacted, and they first knew there were aliens there because the first space probe sent to Europa,
1: the Voyagers, yeah, yeah, had
0: Europa had a giant swastika across the back of the planet,
1: and
0: that's that was
3: weird. You know, that's that was always, a weird was detail. Fucking
2: weird. As a Jew, I thought that was weird. <laughs> oh
3: shit! A planet
0: full of them. <laughs> Fuck.
1: But we got them. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd choice.
0: so uh, anyway, so uh jump in anytime here, but they, get, they they get all this uh, they get the message that guess this was real, and then at the end right at the end of the presentation, the actual is the first alien attack, right? They all jump they see some footage of- Yeah, they see some footage, they get this stuff from Carl Sagan, who was in on it the whole time that lying bastard, yeah, and everybody's kind of freaking out, and Zach meets it does a really good job picking up this girl considering he, you know, has a little It's a nerd porn. Yeah, exactly.
1: He picks up that, the hot goth chick.
0: Mm-hmm. In 10
1: I just love the name of her flask. Oh, she calls her flask R2? <laughs> <laughs> Plot a exactly. course for drunkenness, R2. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and but then, she's also like 20 years old. Right? She's old. Person. Yeah, but he's
3: 18, so it's okay. Yeah. She's an older lady. Respect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she's smoking hot and, and knows it. And yet she is going to you know, become interesting. Hey man, in this he's the
3: situation. sixth best pilot on earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the game she doesn't play.
1: Yeah. yeah. She's only seventeenth in her game. Well there's a lot
3: there's a much bigger list in her game. So yeah, there's still a seventeen. Proportionally it's like six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot her name. Trish. No oh, Alex Lex. Lex. Alexis. Lex. Alexis. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what her, her handle was. It so was something, something some kind of Lex was. Pun. Funny, though. Oh, he was the, oh our our main character is the Iron Beagle. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Just a Scoop, you know, Snoopy reference yeah,
0: in um, the, Fifty-year-old housewife from the Midwest was Atomic, Atomic Mom. <laughs> <laughs> was Alexis that. Larkin. <laughs> Alexis yeah. Larkin.
1: Thank you. That's it. That's. I'm actually looking in the book. That's a total stripper name. Lex Larkin. It's like either a superhero name or. That's or Lex a Luther's daughter,
3: except you change her last name instead of her first. <laughs>
1: and he names all his kids after him, like <laughs> George Foreman. <laughs> this, is, this is my other kid, Lex. My daughter, Lex, and my other son, Lex. <laughs> Lex the Fourteenth. <14th. laughs> So they meet and uh, they strike up this immediate, awkward romance sort of thing. Immediate? It's instant, instantaneous. Because he's, he's just so goddamn charming. The, there is no stronger aphrodisiac than the end of the world, and that is what the nerds look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> if only the planet can end, then I can get laid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can wish. <laughs> Whatever it takes, you know? I, can't.
3: I told you all those Counter Strike skills would finally pay off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they find out that not only is it all real, you have all been recruited here to save the world. And it's going to happen in eight hours. It's a little exaggerated. And then they're like, oh, you you have the opportunity to enlist some serious uh, arm twisting going on by the the government. And then, of course, they're attacked. Before that eight hours, there's like a little scouting mission, and they have to go. And before you could actually work your operated drone, you have to enlist and sign up. And, of course, Zach does because he has to be a hero. He's got to bang the goth chick. And I, I can understand. I understand. 100. percent
2: Yeah, he has to blow up the base too. Well,
1: he didn't have to, but I, I think that's symbolic, just like much of the other symbolism. That's for the. He was
3: trying too hard to get in there.
1: That's that's for the. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, premature explosions taking place in his pants <laughs> when he's talking to the pretty lady.
2: But he's the only one that's had sex, so it shouldn't be premature.
1: He told me to stop, and I couldn't. So so he tells. So us. he claims, right? Because that's totally a thing people say in conversation, like, "Yeah, there's my ex girlfriend who doesn't like me. We were virgins till we were together, by the way." <laughs> Reliable narrator, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> literary device. <laughs> um, I'm gonna open this other beer because we have more
0: beer. You know what, Dave? You should open one of yours too. Yeah, man. To do this one. Don't be shy. Ah, oh, we, we well, really uh, only in our podcast we really only take about five minutes between beers. <clears throat> so yeah, we got to keep them rolling here. Well,
2: that's like my normal life.
1: <laughs> as soon as the you know the, the glass is remotely empty, it's, it's time to move on. All right, so yeah. what we got here, Mike? Um, well, this is um, one I brought, uh, and I probably should have done this earlier because it's the only time you actually see one of these. Uh, but it's called the, it's by Harpoon Brewing Company, I believe. And it's called, yeah, it's a bipopoon? I thought it was. I thought it was. That was. was too. I mean, it's called, what's it called? It's called UFO. <laughs> Apricadabra, <laughs> as in apra- apricot. It doesn't say harpoon anywhere on here. Maybe I made that up. But it's a Hefeweizen with a hint of apricot. So normally I have to explain what all the beer shit is. But Dave, you could tell us what a Hefeweizen is.
3: Actually, I don't think I've ever had one. Well,
1: you're not missing out because they kind of suck.
3: It's like a, <laughs> is it Blue Moon blue moon Hefeweizen? Blue Moon
1: is uh, an abortion. But, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's the most well-known. Uh, I, oh, okay. Hefeweizen is German for yeast and wheat. And it is a unfiltered wheat ale that'll have, it's, you know, so it's cloudy very frothy head because of all that the wheat helps with head retention which is something that Zach's trying to get from uh, Lex <laughs> 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 and they, they typically have a, you know hints of like banana and stuff like that and this one is, has apricot they're a it. little floral kind of yeah I mean because of the yeast staying in there that has a kind of character too but this has apricot added to it
0: you know, most of the apricot beers I've had are all so tart, like they're so they're actually sour. You beers. had other ones? I think we've had other we, ones we on the have podcast on too. the show. So um, <clears throat> they're so tart. Whereas this one is not tart. It's let's a light beer with a little bit of apricot. I think
1: it's UFO
3: nice. is the company. Yeah,
1: I think so. It I says thought. ufobeer.com. dot com. For some reason, I thought Harpoon made that. Maybe Harpoon does make a beer called UFO, but this is a different UFO. Sorry, UFO beer. My bad. Um, yeah, I like it. For I mean, for a type of beer, I don't really like. It's lovely. Okay, okay. I think Harpoon definitely. According to Beer Advocate, Harpoon makes these. Yeah, it's like a. Is it a subs- Yeah. Yeah, kind of like how uh, Stone makes Arrogant Bastard, but like Arrogant Bastard, it doesn't say Stone anywhere on that bottle anymore. Mm. It's a subsidiary like company. So maybe it used to say. Just Harpoon. like
3: Anheuser Busch and Pepp's um, Blue so, Ribbon.
1: Hey man, if you want a Blue Ribbon in the eighteen sixty seven County Fair, you'd brag about it too.
3: <laughs> I had several this weekend. They were fine. <laughs> it is. It is an awful
1: beer. Would you give it a blue ribbon?
3: Uh, I'd give it a blue ribbon uh, as the best shit cheap beer. Oh, come on. Natty Ice? No, that's so much worse. That's like someone drank a PBR and then pissed into your mouth afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, i give it a blue ribbon
1: for best diuretic. <laughs> that's, that's how I stay hydrated. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> you could do a... Uh... Any, anything that has natty, any natty beer, natty ice, natty light, natty bow like all of those are terrible, terrible beers. Oh, they're terrible. But they're uh, you know Keystone, like what Bush. twelve dollars for thirty of them? So they're they're yeah. they basically only pay the deposit on the can. <laughs> it's it's virtually free. It's, Which
2: uh, in Detroit the deposit is ten cents per can.
1: That's Shit, right. You you're make money one back. State where. <laughs> That's right. That was a whole episode of uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld.
2: (laughs) Fill up the mail truck and take it to uh, Michigan.
1: That's uh, that. That the amount of beers we purchased. That actually might you might feel that five cent extra per (laughs) bottle difference. That sucks. (laughs) So they find out that the Earth is under attack because you know, like historically, and then it is under attack, and they have to go save it. And of course, Zach is a hero because he's the sixth greatest pilot in the world, and he kicks a whole bunch of ass, but he's also brash and doesn't listen to orders and fucks up a whole bunch of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, So we should also say, I don't think we said this, they don't actually fly ships for most of the thing. It's all drones. Mm-hmm. So when you die, sp- you don't die.
0: They sit in basically like a, what we would call a simulator, but it's not a simulator. They sit in underground with all the controls and their inputs are directly sent in total real time, no lag at all, all the way to the ships that actually go out and fly, which is, which is a device straight from Ender's Game. Which they even yeah. try and explain a little bit in entertainment, and don't even bother to try and explain. In
1: they way just way. say it's like everything. else just say like quantum in front of it. <laughs> yeah, quantum communication. together Chopra, it. You don't have to meditate to understand it. It's just, yeah, the quantum mechanics communication that they have they have reverse engineered this or whatever from the alien crafts they've captured. Which sure, why not? Why not? That makes sense, sort of. Enough sense, but because he doesn't listen, um, and also the alien ships are old drones too. There are no actual mm-hmm. aliens in them. They don't even know what the aliens look like. Mysterious. Yeah, yeah. very mysterious. The, alien, the, the Europas, or the Europans, or as the one dumb guy, the stoner guy calls them, the Europeans. <laughs> 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 oh, you mean Cushmaster 5000? Cushmaster 5000. Is anyone from Philly? Yeah, he's from Philly. Cushmaster yeah. uh, 5000. Milo or something like that was his, his actual name? Yeah. Uh, he, so they, they're flying around and all this crap. And then uh Ender, what's his name? Zach, is told <laughs> you know, everyone pull back, there's like there's a there's like a smokestack looking thing that's actually a launch vessel of some sorts, and the alien's ship is trying to go down there and it'll self def- you know, detonate and be bad. A silo. Uh, it, it looked like a silo, but it's actually part of their underground lair, right? It it leads into the yeah. it's where the ships launch out of and the aliens try to get in there. And uh, Zach follows it in. He just deliberately disobeys the order to like let it go. And they say, "Oh, there's some sort of you know self defense mechanism that'll just get it." And He's like, "I'm not on my watch." Like it's You're an eighties cop movie. Chick. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes in, and of course, it fucks up shit, and 500 drones get destroyed because <laughs> <laughs> he's so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets chewed out by Admiral Vance, but not really, because like in every eighties movie, they're like, uh, "God damn it, do I respect you, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> Takes balls to do that, kid. I like balls. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then the guy's like, all right, here's your, here's your enlistment, your, your commission or whatever the fuck. You're now a lieutenant and your orders are to go to the moon because why not? And uh, he says, you know, you like your father. He said, you knew my father? Well, you knew him. I, st- I still know him. That guy owes me 20 bucks. So like He still <laughs> knows the dad. And he's like, what do you mean you know him? He's like, look at, the, look at your letter. He's your new commanding officer. Dun, dun,
3: dun. Dead
1: guy ill. <laughs> Dead guy L. <ill. laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they go to the moon.
3: Did you guys get like a... Like you saw Armageddon, that shitty Michael Bay movie. Uh, I I think you mean fantastic. Isn't every Michael Bay movie shitty? Oh well, yes, but like this particular shitty Michael Bay movie. I I've seen it many times actually. Where it was like (laughs) they said the Animal Cracker Safari. The what? With Tyler, pretty much
2: just uh, in broad panties and (laughs) Ben Affleck doing the Animal Cracker Safari on
3: her. Yes.
1: The only thing that I forgot about. that. I blocked that out. Yeah. It's (laughs) definitely. um, I might have paused
3: it at points. (laughs) Yeah, but like in that movie they take a bunch of oil drigger, oil drillers and make them into like astronauts because it was more complicated. In
0: nine days, right? Yeah,
3: more complicated than astronauts and Air Force pilots, like astronauts who have multiple PhDs, to teach them how to use a drill. It's like, nah, we'll take these drillers and make them into astronauts instead. Like This book was like you take a bunch of children and random people and take them how to make pilots, but like, couldn't you just take actual Air Force pilots and teach them how to fly drones? Absolutely. You should have. It makes no sense. It's like completely ass backwards. Well, it's just like Ender's Game. It's a stupid strategy. It's yes. just like it's cool. A, it's a weird thing to hedge the uh, survival of the human race on.
0: Like, stay tuned for our Ender's Game episode.
3: <laughs> Several months ago. Oh, well, we recorded it into, I don't even into, into the future when anything was.
0: <laughs> we were drunk at the time.
1: It was, uh, Speaking it was of. quantum drinking. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, another UFO. This one's UFO white ale. It's a white ale. It's racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, this one is brewed with orange peel and coriander.
3: Uh, the whitest of herbs. The whitest of <laughs> spices, yes. <laughs> There's definitely a child named coriander somewhere in, in uh, California. I, I think that's one of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's kids. Oh, okay. yeah. is right. <laughs> coriander.
2: No, I think that's uh, just apple and Herb or something. Herb. <laughs> one
1: is an old you Jewish parsley, guy. You of Kushmaster 5000 again? Are you talking about herb? Parsley, sage, no, rosemary, and thyme. No, they couldn't
2: even name them right. It's peaches and herb.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely one of her kids is named Apple. I don't know. What the, one I is think, definitely Apple. I thought one had, it was like a biblical name, like
3: Noah or something like that. I don't know. That doesn't seem intense enough. Maybe it's
1: like ironic.
3: It's Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is my, my baby Methuselah. This is my child, King Herod.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's one like, word.
1: Apple and Moses. Ah, see, told you. Well, she had to represent the chosen people with her children there.
2: Exactly.
3: (laughs) uh, The more children she has, she's going to go
1: chronologically through the Bible. Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) Just name one after every book. This is my child. Numbers (laughs) and and Second Kings. (laughs) This is my son Job. I mean Job. Job. Leviticus. Clean your room.
2: Deuteronomy. Do the dishes.
1: That one's just. That one's ready to go. Or you'll get a plague. put a coat on it you will get a plague out there <laughs> <laughs> oh, so What what you think of this beer it's also very light I think I like the other one better I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the spicy flavor I don't know about you Dave but like that spicy wheat beer kind of thing I can't it kind of wears on me really fast it's more of a novelty than anything uh, I have found that the chili pepper infused beers
2: although most people don't like them I rather enjoy them those are exciting
1: we had one of those because you feel them coming and going sometimes <laughs> yeah. that's <also> true <laughs> oh god
2: and sometimes you don't even feel them at all. They just sneak up on you.
1: Yeah, they just like a, like a ninja. <laughs> just it, it ninjas you.
2: While you guys are having that, I'm over here drinking a Schwartz Brewery a beer, one of their flagship beers called Space Drop, which mm-hmm. is a bourbon barrel-aged American pale ale. That sounds awesome. I would I would put that inside me. That has been crafted to be gluten-free.
1: Ooh, straight <laughs> one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Do it, they, it have a, really they have a alcohol. pro-gluten
1: version? I want the double gluten version. I want whatever gluten they took out put in another beer.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm drinking the 22 of it, and it doesn't have the sticker for Crafted to be Gluten-Free, but I looked it up on their website, and the label that they show says Crafted to be Gluten-Free. It's a 5.0 APB with a 55 IBU.
1: So you're a stout guy. That seems to be the most popular type of beer to put into a bourbon barrel, or any type of barrel. What do you think about bourbon barrel beers in general?
2: I don't mind them. I'm not really a bourbon drinker. Per se, but the bourbon barrels, I really don't mind. I've actually had a tequila barrel beer before.
3: Ooh, that sounds like uh, my worst nightmare. It,
2: it yeah, was actually back <laughs> One me. of the <laughs> most delicious beers I've ever had.
1: It's only going to pick up like the flavors, not the uh, make you throw up like it's spring
3: break. Exactly. Tequila. <laughs> that is the flavor to me. <laughs> <laughs> what like, was that? Like, what kind of beer did they put in a tequila? Like flashbacks.
2: Barrel? It, was a uh, standard IPA, but wasn't your traditional no. like extremely hoppy IPA? Is like a session IPA. Who,
1: who did like Founders make this or like one of
2: those? No, uh, it was. God, I forget the maker of the beer, but uh, it had like candied uh, death skulls on it. Like,
1: uh, was, was it Three Floyds? It might have been. They put skulls on all their shit. Like everything of theirs looks like it's a Dungeons and Dragons package. <laughs>
2: I'll have to go through the pictures on my phone to see if I can find
1: the image. That sounds delicious. So how's this uh, I I feel like the reason I ask is we've had a bunch of beers we have had bourbon barrel things that are like, you know, 10% alcohol, 12% alcohol stouts and that's one type of thing where the bourbon adds a character that is like a complement to the beer, but I find for the, like lighter things like a like a smaller beer, it really just supersedes any of the beer flavor, and it's just this weird bourbon-flavored delivery vehicle. I've actually know, like a... had one stout that was almost 20% ABV. That just gave me a boner. <laughs> if it was a $20 bottle of beer.
3: Worth it. Plus 10 cents in Michigan. Like a regular bottle or one of the large it, bottles?
2: It was a regular 12-ounce bottle.
1: Oof. Who made
2: What was that? It was called, called Shipwreck by Arcadia Ales. I've
1: definitely heard of Arcadia Ales, but it never had Shipwreck. Which bottle. is a Michigan... Brewery, definitely seen shipwreck before. So twenty percent of owls, thats pretty badass. Robinson Caruso. Yeah, there the book we'll read for that beer. We gotta find. We gotta but get we each have that. to
3: have an entire one. <laughs>
1: oh, God. All right, that's,
3: that's fine. Nate's gonna pass out. And I'm gonna drink. Agave, I'm sh- drink the rest of his.
2: <laughs> it's the beer is called Occulto. O C H U L T O. It's a blue agave infused tequila barrel
1: uh stave Ooh. beer. That sounds hmm. exotic. Me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's cool stuff happening with the barrels Um, I I like the stouts that are put in there IPAs and pale ales I don't know about that How's the one you're having now?
2: It's not bad I've had it before It's a good maybe once in a while beer Nothing really fancy Um, I'm drinking the 22 of it Which is 11 bucks plus tax and deposit
1: Yeah, but for like a once in a while beer It ain't bad But steep for 5% Life is too short for a shitty beer, gentlemen That's
2: why you drink a lot of beers
1: Drink all the beers, actually (laughs) That's Mike's goal. That's my goal. And, and Nate and Jimmy are enablers. Listen
2: to I'm <laughs> Thirsty and drink along with us. We then you'll be can. enabler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll definitely be checking that out after this. We, we, what we really need, Dave, is an excuse to drink more beers. Yeah. So oh, if you do it without reason, it's a problem.
2: We did uh, a Johnny Walker Scotch episode. We Oh, God. It used to be I'm Seen or Ain't Seen I'm Thirsty, where we'd pair a movie with a beer. It's <laughs> a good idea. We just couldn't find time to watch a movie, so we were like, eh, I'm thirsty. Just cut out the middleman. <laughs>
1: Did you do Johnny Walker Blue? Did you go for it on that
2: one? Yeah, we did blue. We did red. We did black. We did uh, two or three other ones. They still all make, the colors of the they rainbow.
1: They still like green. I think they got rid of green, right? Uh, I've seen. I green. I think
2: we did do green. The only they, one we didn't do is platinum. I do not know that. Existed. Is that better than blue? That's like a level above blue. There's oh. actual platinum
3: in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I don't. I'm not a whiskey drinker, but I don't understand why Johnny Walker is so popular. If it's a blended whiskey, it's a Scotch. That's all know. it is. It it's tastes scotch,
2: like a shovel like, full of dirt.
3: I am also. I am a whiskey drinker, and I don't understand why Johnny Walker is so popular. <laughs> it's just great marketing. They've you know it's built got a really classy he,
1: looking gent on the bottle. He's, he's doing some fancy strutting with his with his hat and <laughs> monocle and it's cane. Like a cane and shit. Uh, I'm mean, in my head. I'm also kind of wearing <laughs> Mr. Peanut right now. <laughs> it's a. Sen- it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, should he's wearing if clothes.
3: You,
2: and if you, after you, drink if the you job, ever want to make money those. in a bar, I will <laughs> tell you a little secret. Order a shot of Jack Daniels and a shot of Evan Williams. See if somebody can tell the difference between the two.
1: There, there, you can, if you look at the... After you even do the, those even things, the bottle looks like... If, if you do those two shots, you can't even look at the bottles and tell the difference. <laughs> they, they are made. No, to look here's like. the reason behind it. Is it the same product? Practically. Back in the
2: 1800s, around 18... <laughs> I want to say 72, <laughs> is when Evan Williams was first started creating. It was actually a offset of Jack Daniels. They... Split apart, there was a disturbance in the force, if you will. (laughs) Jack Daniels is brewed in uh, Kentucky, Evan Williams, or no, Jack Daniels is brewed in Tennessee, Evan Williams is brewed in Evansville, Kentucky. The bottles are the same, the labels are designed the same. It's the same exact recipe, except aged slightly different. But they have the same exact taste.
3: Evan Williams is usually the 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 under-the-bar whiskey at most places, too.
2: Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I won like 25 bucks at a time. Uh, huh. Hey, I bet you twenty-five bucks you can't tell the difference between these two whiskeys. Hmm.
3: Good idea. I've drank a fair share of limbs in my time.
1: <laughs> when you're when you're slumming it, and you don't want to spring for the jack. I never spring for the jack. You know what about like Maker's Mark or uh, like some some. Ooh, Maker's Mark sugar, is but, good. Hey, is that too classy? Oh,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, he prefers
1: Jim uh, Beam. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like know, he knows you know, me. Uh, not a Woodford guy or drink a. The highfalutin stuff?
3: No, I mean my palate isn't discerning enough. All scotch just tastes like uh, a dirty shovel. Yeah, like a dirty shovel, pretty much. Like just smoke and gasoline.
2: Chevis Regal does not. Chevis Regal actually has a very smooth taste, but
3: but it has a frou frou name (laughs) that
1: makes it sound less manly. Yeah, but it also
2: has a well for a fifth of it here. You're
1: looking at about thirty bucks. All right, so well we have two more beers. Let's open one too, since we're talking booze. Yes, finish up this silly book.
3: Silly book, Jimmy. You brought this
1: one. It's from the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, which I think is it's pretty, in Westchester.
3: Yeah, it's local, right? Yeah, fairly Elmsford, New York. I don't know where the fudge that is. I have friends in Westchester, and they just you can go to the brewery and get you know growlers full of this stuff. It's just like a place you go and hang out. It's is called Orbital Tilt IPA.
1: Guess what type of beer is? And it's I could smell it from here only maybe because I spilled some and I didn't <laughs> it, but I could smell the like mosaic hop tropical citrusy kind of smell.
3: I have no idea why it's called Orbital
1: Tilt. They just fucking pick words. They just yeah, pick I any guess. bunch of words, and it's a beer. Yep. You we could play like Mad Libs, make a beers edition. We'd be very excited. A down, be... a verb, and a number. Elf Tosser 17 IPA.
2: <laughs> that's a double IPA, That's <laughs> a double IPA. Oh. A double rice right L- IPA.
1: Lightly Sleeping Lamb. That's, no. a, that's a Berliner Weiss. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Crotch Pulverizer Stout. <laughs>
2: 13 Adam. shadowed magic.
1: Ooh, that sounds like a uh, nice stout or porter.
3: It would definitely be a dark one.
1: Yeah. And they'd have some corny bullshit on the label like, like the magic. It's a dark beer. This is made
3: from the bones of dark elves. You use it on your enemies.
2: No, drink this to harness the black magic
3: <laughs> and pulverize their crotch.
2: <laughs> hey, honey, here, drink this.
1: <laughs> Tell her how you really feel. <laughs> So what do you think of this beer?
3: Uh, it's, you know, it's
1: fine. I think It's Nate, It's an IPA. Yeah. I think it's delicious.
3: Thanks, Captain Lawrence. Num,
1: num, 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 you know you're not an IPA
2: drinker when you're like, eh, it's an IPA.
3: I'm, I'm not an IPA Jimmy person. Jimmy is not an IPA. And guy. I feel like we do at least six IPAs per episode. Well, it's because every brewery <laughs> makes yeah, 20 percent like, like of their stuff. what
2: IPAs?
1: Yeah.
3: I don't know how this became a thing. All right, it's because
1: Editors? in... I, I think there's a real reason, because I, beers had no hop flavor in until the craft beer movement. So it's
3: like a rebellion.
1: Well I think then people are like, oh this, you know, you have your first Sam Adams and in nineteen ninety six or something like that and it has a different flavor and one of the things Sam Adams always boasts about is it's hops. And you're like, oh hops, that's kinda cool. And then you say, Oh India Parallel is like an extra hopped beer. And like oh, that's not as cool. And like you find out about these different beers that are using hops and they have a definitely different taste. And then how do brewers compete with each other? Well, they got to kind of outdo one another. So you get more and more hoppy beers, double IPAs, triple IPAs, et cetera, et cetera. That's one thing
2: I love about the state of Michigan. We have probably 30 to 50 different breweries inside state lines.
0: Oh, we have that just in
1: Brooklyn. <laughs> that's not counting the restaurants that are also micro brews. See, that's cool because then you get lots of different stuff. But you guys got some, I mean, Founders is one of the Founders, Short, Arcadia, God, there's... Tons of them. And you're also closer to other things, you know, like a different region in terms of beer distribution than New York. All right, so let's finish with the. So the book. We only went halfway through the book right now. They, yeah. they. I mean, the next part's really a lot of just mopey montage Get scenes. To know yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So he meets his father, which he, who he thought he was dead the whole time. He meets his father. His father says, "I'm so sorry. You thought I died in the poop explosion. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, you thought I died in the poop explosion. That was, a, was a shitty I way to really go. go. I was a shitty dad. I, I, <laughs>
1: I feel like a real turd, son.
2: <laughs> or at least two thirds of a pun.
1: <laughs> son, I know they told you I died, but the kernel of truth in there <laughs> was. Uh...
2: Here's the nugget of truth.
1: <laughs> now I'm, I'm thinking about the corn that was all over that shit explosion. <laughs> oh, you mean the silicone in place? <laughs> So anyway, uh, I son, I feel like happened. a real asshole. I don't know what to tell you. I'm covered in shit. It shit
2: happens. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, so here we go. Back to the story, gentlemen. He says he's sorry. Listen, it's going to be okay, but we can't think about it right now because we have to go defend the Earth. They're trying but, to
1: wipe out our entire feces. We, I'm sorry, species. <laughs> what
3: was I saying.
0: So they fend off one attack. They fend off, you know, no pun for that one. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say <laughs>
3: they do do fend off an attack. <laughs>
1: Then there's attack number two.
0: <laughs> no, before attack number two. <laughs> before attack number two, uh, his father tells him about his theory, right? The theory about how the aliens are not actually looking to destroy Earth.
1: Yeah, it's an elaborate test.
0: Exactly, it's an elaborate test. The the, the father, and he's the only one who really thinks this, is the sort of conspiracy theory-wise, that there's no reason why the aliens would sort of show themselves and then give the humans 40 years to... Reverse engineer the alien technology so they could fight them in a big war. Why give them forty years to do that? They could have re- we could have wiped them out like day one. So it doesn't not make sense.
1: They must be testing us for some other purpose. Yeah. So the father. Oh, but also he says they send us a video. Mm. That's important too, right? They send us a video every year before they attack, and it's made up exclusively of American film footage, and all it shows is alien attack scenes, like mm-hmm. Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> It's Independence Day, Armageddon, like, destruction scenes of the city. It's like their version of talking shit. They're like, well, this... And so the father thinks this is them saying, like, you need to not be like this, please, or we'll kill you.
0: So anyway, they they have that little heart-to-heart and little theory. But then the second wave... I don't know what you guys are talking about. Anyway. It's far to fart. Uh, fart, to fart. <laughs> yeah, we both said far to far. Yeah. <laughs> Instant. So anyway. It's so quantumly the... communicated. <laughs> so anyway, the second wave of alien ships arrives and they have to effect, and then they have to
1: evacuate the moon.
0: <laughs> they have to leave the moon.
1: Just like the turrets have been evacuated when that father died <laughs> in the shit explosion. <laughs> I have to so... go evacuate my bowels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they have to evacuate the moon and they fight this big battle. And oh, like, like half the people die. Yeah, millions. Half of,
3: people of die. half of the eight people on the moon die right away.
0: Millions of people on the Earth, but they don't really count. We don't really learn about them.
1: They say thirty million at some point.
0: 30 million. They drop
1: that bomb. Go. That is a lot of people. It is, but you know. Oh well, the Earth had to learn how to be. You know. Meh. Mm. But it's you know, Kushmaster dies heroically. Mm-hmm. He's like, tell them to name my high school after me, Kushmaster High School. <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't use my real name. <laughs>
2: Yeah, nobody wants to go to Terrence High School.
3: Everyone wants to go to Cushmaster High School in Philly, though. I think a lot of people do already. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. Hey, man, I got this nice Cush out of the vending machine.
1: <laughs> it's the future. It could happen. Well, they also mention at some point in the uh, Cushmaster, they, there's like a special strain of pot that helps you play video games better. <laughs> <laughs> the government invented, and only when they had that did they start legalizing pot in the States. That's another thing in the book.
3: Just it's like by. everyone's ridiculous... Fantasies is like. By the way, that was all true. <laughs> so then they have to leave the moon, and then uh, no poop jokes. No, right, all Okay, uh,
0: and then a bunch of things happen. Like <laughs> yeah, Zach saves his father, and his father's like heroic thing, destroying the mother alien mothership. And then, well, the not disruptors. mothership, but the, the disruptor, right? Which his father believes is like a boss. It's, it's a level boss. That, yeah, that's not, not the like a boss,
1: but like a, like <laughs> a, level, a <laughs> level boss in a video <laughs> yeah. game because it's designed with one stupid flaw that doesn't need to be there, just like every video game boss has. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, they'll attack seven times, and then they'll pant, and that's when you hit them. Like Like, King Hippo,
2: the Mouth dropping, you know, to <laughs> pop him in the mouth and start sucking him in the gut.
1: Yeah, that's a, a Mike Tyson uh, reference there. <laughs> and not wow. him not on an
2: ear.
3: That was Evander Holyfield's weakness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <His ears. laughs> so it's so like this, this is what I like, had to do to like, defeat him.
3: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <lizard quest>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they the father, they defo- destroy the first ship of the first the first big ship, the disruptor of the first wave of, and there are three waves coming you know, three hours apart. And in the meantime the father gets injured, but the son saves him and then helps reunite him with the mom.
0: Yeah, brings him home back to his mom in Beaverton, Oregon. And then speaking of Beaverton... (laughs) Then he visits her Beaverton.
1: Since he hasn't been getting a ton of beaver out there in the space, in, in the moon, he then porks the mom...
2: It was just some Handily. sexual healing to get him back up to feeling good
1: again. And that'll cure his concussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no doctor, but it can't hurt. Well, she, she's a nurse, so she would know.
2: i got to stay the, awake. Plenty of movies, you know, Naughty House Nurses and Magnificent <laughs> like and
3: This is totally science. <laughs> Honey, the only way
1: to cure my head is with head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that makes sense. So, yeah, and so
0: then while... Uh, and so then Zach calls the Intergalactic Space Council.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Made, made up, up of scientists. Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson, Stephen, Stephen Hawking, Hawking, and some other scientists. I didn't...
1: Uh, I didn't
3: uh, Michio Kaku. Oh, yeah, that guy. And a, a woman. Two
1: other people that uh, work with SETI. That oh. I, I don't know. I don't recognize their names. I don't sure know
2: why you're calling
1: me yeah how did you get this number like he interrupted their science circle jerk or whatever they were doing
0: yeah and zach tells, they were hanging out talking about science <laughs> and zach tells all the lead people about his father's theory that this can't be right it doesn't make sense that the aliens would do this and they go yeah okay son we
1: must think of this yep but no <laughs>
0: and then the third wave arrives but zach decides because he can that he's going to not
1: attack. YOLO, <laughs> I'm not going to attack.
0: That he, that he decides, what, my father must be right. We can't go and do the thing. And there was this whole thing about some super spaceship hidden behind Europa that's going to go and attack them while their other waves are attacking Earth. And It was going to like, like drill a
3: hole into the planet and then shoot a nuke down into it and Look, blow it up. Because Europa is covered in ice. But underneath yeah. the ice, there's liquid water, theoretically. Well, it's not so, even a
1: planet, it's a moon not a moon it's a space that, station that's no moon <laughs> oh wait it is a moon <laughs> uh so yeah it's covered in ice and the the europans live underneath the ice just project you know projecting swastikas up onto it apparently the, they think it's as funny you as, <laughs> as, as, as you know that's do that right so <laughs> they the, the first like that big group game mission right before all the shit started was to try to get one of these ships to drill a hole in and you had to protect the ship so it could uh just drill the hole and drop the nuke in but they failed and the earth you know that was actually real, it turns out. They had a second driller ship ready to go called the Icebreaker. Icebreaker, mm-hmm. Icebreaker yes. yeah. You're hiding in an asteroid somewhere where they'll never see it. And then they're going to go over when the whole armada has left and Zack takes control of the ship. But doesn't something happen to his dad first?
0: Oh yeah, his dad heroically does something,
1: but dies. His
2: dad sacrifices.
3: Oh, they, 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 yeah. they go into the, the human base and he blows himself up so that they can't attack the aliens. So he blows up all, like the, he blows up, like, the drone controllers or something? I forget.
1: Something, yeah, like that. something. He, he's like, sacrifices enough.
3: himself to take out the human command center. I know. I haven't seen you in 18 years, son, but don't get used to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so Zack decides he's not going to blow up the thing. He's not going to use the icebreaker to blow up Europa. And when he does that, the aliens go. The aliens finally get in contact and say, you have passed the test. Or, or they're say something like,
3: you figured it
0: out. This, this was You were right all along. But
1: our princess is in another castle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Precisely. Um, and then the aliens say, ah, oh, you have passed the test. You have moved past your species' warlike nature. Welcome to the super-duper intergalactic
3: alliance. Because one of you tried not to kill us out of yeah. all six billion yeah, of you.
2: One time, once. And here, um, we'll give you technology and medicine yeah, and, and so, everything beyond and so the wildest dreams.
3: And this is like the, the
0: last just couple pages of the book is really just, you know, the aliens say, oh, well, we'll save all our, fav- all our best... We will give you all our best technology, and everybody will live happily ever after the
1: end. Now Let's you go figure out the Middle East. Well, you <laughs> forgot
2: what part. While uh, what Papa was getting sexual healing from Mama, he knocks her up. So now we have another oh,
1: light yeah. man to deal with. Oh, oh,
3: yeah. that guy is shooting some serious He is two for two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
3: well, he had, he had he had 19 yeah. years of space semen saved up in him.
1: I'm pretty sure he's been space whacking it. No, he
3: saved it. He saved it all.
1: I think he's been he's been definitely when it's only the three guys in their Rush cover band or whatever they were on the moon. Yeah, they, they were, were in Van a Rush Halen. cover band, it was Van Halen
3: cover band. <laughs> we do some pretty good um, Van Halen songs, but I think there was some. One of them was uh, was had a was gay with a Philly guy with Philly Cushmaster the, the Japanese guy. Yeah, it turns
1: out because and Zach's like my guitar just wasn't pinging. <laughs> 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 So we opened up our last beer. Jimmy, you, brothers, tell us about
3: it. Uh, this is from Off Color Brewing. It's called Space Tiger, and there's a picture of a tiger wow. in a spacesuit On the moon. Clearly that's Zach's
1: father. He's the space tiger.
3: He <laughs> is Clearly, space yeah. tiger, exclamation point, is because he's... like
2: Sex Tiger, the fragrance from Anchorman?
3: Uh, it's a sexual... It's sex essentially the same thing, sex but panther, it takes panther, place yeah. in space. Maybe a little bit's of panther. 40% of the time, it works every It time. is a <laughs> wild farmhouse ale, not just a regular one, or a tame one. A wild one means that, like, it does butt stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it swallows <laughs> 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 with its butt. <laughs> so farmhouse ale, we've already addressed at some point. It's kind of like one IBUs. Not yeah, it's going to be very, very not too bitter. Is it a little under eight percent alcohol? Just good lord. Yeah, this it's a, funky. So if it's smell. wild, I guess that means it's more spontaneously uh, fermented, just with whatever yeast happens to be in the air. Because there's yeast all over the place, not just your mom's vagina, but like <laughs> everywhere there's yeast. <laughs> so if you leave your, you know, if you're making beer and you leave the wort out, the stuff that could become beer, it's all just boiled sugar water at that point, long enough, something will get in there and will turn it into alcohol. But usually it's disgusting, nasty shit that will make it taste like old sock. But some people like the taste of that, and then you get farmhouse ales. <laughs> or wild ales.
2: you a brewer, Dave? Do you brew? Uh, no, I don't brew personally. I have a couple friends that do. Well, I shouldn't say I don't brew beer. I'm a bread egg, ec- personally. moonshiner? So, yes, I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you, you, you get the still
2: out. Oh no! I have a more refined way of doing it. I don't even use a still.
3: Old bathtub style. No,
2: I'm all cars <laughs> radiator. I model T's radiator. <laughs> no, I can do everything that you do with a still on a stovetop.
1: Like a MacGyver system you got there? Yep. <laughs> like a Walter White setup, but for for liquor.
2: Yeah. I'm the
1: <laughs> <Unox>. <laughs> I've heard like there's a thing you could do right. You have like a pot and you put like a an, like a wok or something like that over it to like it boils it like. You can erect like, it, it into another place. I'm not huh.
2: giving away trade secrets.
1: Okay, all right, all right, that's fine. I'm not going to do it because I'll, I, don't, I don't need to go blind just yet. <laughs> I'm working on that through my masturbation habit, so Trust I don't me. need to double down. If
2: you guys ever come to Detroit, you let me know. I will let you sample some of the Drunken Nerd Distillery's moonshine.
1: I will, I will definitely do that. that. That sounds so dangerous, but I have to know. It what is so tasty
2: because I'm developing an orange creamsicle flavor right now. Oh my god.
1: Of of like a vodka essentially, isn't that kind of what you're making when oh, you distill? a moonshine. So what's what is so moonshine is what exactly? Versus it's like whiskey. Mesh. So it's kind of like bourbon or whiskey except extremely strong. It's more like a green alcohol.
3: Oh god. It's basically 100% alcohol or like 98%. Yeah. Oh dear.
2: <laughs> it's like ever- <laughs> It's like rubbing
3: alcohol. And I know you have to be careful like the first runnings you can't keep and the like That's oh. for the fairies. <laughs>
1: But, like, the, it, it smells funky. I've been on distillery tours. It's an Irish thing. Yeah, Nate. You have to throw it over
3: your shoulder. You have to be a man. So they don't take away hands. your kids.
1: Man, that sounds dangerous. Good luck to you. <laughs>
3: don't burn your house down. Oh, I do if you make orange creamsicle liquor, you'll be a rich man. That sounds...
2: Oh, I already make apple pie, cherry pie, pumpkin pie. Dear God. You name it, I can pretty much do it. Hawaiian punch-flavored. Jesus.
3: <laughs> do you use the mix? No. Oh, it just you just you stumble upon the Hawaiian punch flavor naturally.' He knows the know the <laughs> ingredients no, I take red
2: the, I dice it up and while I'm curing it, put in the fruit, let it start to mix and intermingle with each other, and while it's going through it's double distilled to where you don't taste the fruit, but you still get the fruit hints in it
1: now when you uh cure it, how long do you hold like, do you have to wait a while before you can drink it?
2: I normally, it's like eight while.
1: hours and it's good. Oh god!
3: I've you don't been, you don't age it for three years. No, nope,
2: my stuff. Y- you can tell good moonshine because it has a blue flame to it.
3: That is how I heard it from a kid from Tennessee. Because It burns like a neutron star. Exactly. It burns steady. <laughs> That's
2: that how hot, it is. hot Mine
3: burns. <laughs> He's discovered how to make a uh, perpetual energy. You just keep adding moonshine, and I can it forever.
2: I can make homemade napalm. Put it that way.
3: I wouldn't want to drink that. We just
1: officially got onto a government watch list. (laughs) uh, (laughs) We just got a new listener.
2: (laughs) Hey, make sure you give give us us five five stars.
1: Yeah, five star review, please. Uh, Special agent. uh, From the NSA. right, So that's interesting. We're going to have to find a way to get some of that uh, sweet, sweet shine. Sweet, sweet (laughs) moonshine. Can't
2: ship it, but you guys definitely can't
1: ship it. That's a federal crime.
2: You come by, one, (laughs) will make sure you guys have a jar.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's the only it's the proper serving ware jar like a quart jar oh god <laughs> a quart <laughs> <laughs> I have a quart of rubbing alcohol to drink Hawaiian punch rubbing alcohol
3: yeah I mean I'm, the best I'm kind. not a hard
1: liquor drinker but I, I would need to try this at some. Point. I or am a drink. hard liquor drinker and that would still <laughs> scare me
3: oh that's that's dangerous I feel like the alcohol is the only thing keeping people from dying of alcohol poisoning
2: if you go that. to the Podbros website I want to say it's under Podbros promotion their holiday special from 2016 we were all drinking my apple pie moonshine
1: was everyone dead by minute 15? How many that, yeah, how many that made it to the 2017 episode?
2: <laughs> I wasn't there because I was actually sick, but everybody else returned.
1: Oh, all right. So
2: you just had more. <laughs>
1: if they came and
2: got it, I will give them more.
1: All right. So we got to find gentlemen. We got to take the show on the road at some point. Get some moonshine.
2: Make sure you load up all the pop balls in the back of your vehicle or beer balls in the back of your vehicle and come here. That way you get 10% or 10 cents on those
3: bottles.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Pit, snap, pay for we'll, the just, we'll save them all starting now. Yeah.
1: Wait! Don't don't throw that out. I'm gonna make a nickel off that. <laughs>
3: It'll totally even out the gas cost of driving to Michigan.
1: Exactly. Just don't hit the toll roads. All right. So let's wrap up the book, and then we'll we'll talk more brew stuff. I guess. But so I had some questions about the book.
0: All right. So what do you guys think? Is the book a little bit too much like like Ender's Game?
1: It is Ender's Game.
0: Because, yeah, exactly. That's my thing. It Ender's kind of Game, is, the game. It is Ender's Game. It's not just an homage to Ender's Game. It might even be a little bit too much like Ender's Game. A, a sillier.
3: It's it's a shorter Ender's Game. No, I mean, um, Ender's Game, or Ready Player One. It's well, a little bit
0: of both. Oh, I wanted to talk about that as well. But okay. actually, it's really also very much like Ender's Game. It was Ender's Game meets uh,
2: The Last Starfighter.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because in Ender's Game, you, you go to the training camp, and then you play a video game. Here, you play a video game, and then, then you, you, you go to the training camp.
0: Except, in reality, it was actually all a game. So it was a game within real life, a real life war within a game. Because the aliens what? were just, inception just of doing gaming? a test.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what we said. The in- the inception to them. They
0: inceptioned them. He inceptioned
1: into the, the Russian nesting doll of games.
0: And so my, my other question is, is it, a, is it a little bit too much like Ready Player One?
1: I think we kind of said before, like, Ernest Klein clearly only has one it's, stock of ideas. He's got a, he's got a shtick. Yeah, I mean, it I, sticks to it. I imagine he'd be a cool dude to hang out with because he would just talk about eighty shit all the time. Yeah. probably like really deep cuts that you wouldn't get all of them,
2: unless you were alive in the eighties.
1: Depends on how conscious you were in the eighties. I remember, you know, wearing I was a alive in the eighties,
3: but I, I, was born in eighty-one. These we were born at the other end of that. I like, I like the 80s stuff. I enjoy it, but like, Ready Player One was like just like, look how many references I can make. I, I thought it was an, an amazing book. But it did seem, at some point, like there was more references than plot. Let's do the same thing. or yeah. did the same thing. I mean, this, this, felt like, this felt like he wrote... I mean, I know this didn't happen, but it felt like he wrote this. And someone said, this is a great idea. And he made a bigger, better version and wrote Ready Player One. Like, this was like a diluted, shorter Ready Player One.
1: Well, you know, he probably spent ten years writing Ready Player One, and then it was a hit. And they are like, great, give us another book in six months. Shit that one out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Uh-oh.
2: Well, I'm but, wondering how Ready Player One will translate to screen. We'll find out next month.
3: It's going to be different. I mean just based on what I've seen it's going to be pretty different. I think it's just because the licensing rights for everything in the book would be astronomically expensive for a film. That's fair. Like you can't have Godzilla and Ultraman and Pac-Man, Voltron and Pac-Man and Super Mario but, and Serenity and, all and Star Wars and Star Trek and the songs too. They <laughs> but, will use what, like whatever studio makes it they have a song catalog that's good enough.
2: What do you think that they'll end up transitioning Armada into a movie?
1: I think that's already in there's. I think it's been per the rights have been purchased.
3: I think this will translate easier, or at least more directly, because the references are just references. They're not like actually part of the plot as they are in Ready Player One.
1: Right. Well, and it's it's okay to say a reference. Yeah,
3: you can say it, but you can't show him writing Optimus Prime.
1: Right. And you can't. Or going inside Monty Python's Holy Grail.
3: Yeah, you can't show. He's in. They're in like three other movies in that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless the studio already owns that film as well, it's just, ugh. Like, well, it's they, might, be th- they might be able to find similar
1: kinds of things.
3: Yeah, they'll find stuff that's similar.
1: Sort of like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump the book and Forrest Gump the movie, they just took the idea and just changed every single, like, in the book he meets JFK and does drinks Dr. Peppers, but in the movie he, like, met this other president, and this Dickson. other thing. Yeah, he just does, it's like, same idea, no, but they just Linda find James the things that He met that JFK in Forrest Gump. In the movie. Yeah. Oh, in the movie he met every president. Oh, okay. Yeah. I met the president again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I drink Dr. Pepper's again. Right? <laughs> I had to say I pay again. Yeah. Again, Jenny died of AIDS again. <laughs> Jenny's a whore. Uh, My son can
3: see ghosts <laughs> again. By the way, did little Force have AIDS? No, I think he was AIDS-free. Uh, how though? How you can be born without AIDS.
1: I,
0: uh, maybe, maybe the mom got AIDS <laughs> after he was
1: born. So she went back to her whoring ways post <laughs> having. I mean, again. they have.
0: Well, they, they, you, you can take, have AIDS.
3: If she already had AIDS, it's a, you know, maybe it's not a hundred percent communicable. But you can you can take. I mean, I think it took place in like in the nineties. Force count. They camp? definitely. Oh, the they yeah. had. I mean, they had they some amount the of drugs. The only
1: gay people got it back then. Like, they didn't understand what. It but, was. but I
3: thought like by the time it was over and she was dying, it was the nineties by then.
1: Well, okay, it's kind of like modern era. Like or Magic Johnson, I
3: mean. <laughs> well, Magic Johnson will never die. He's actually immortal. Yeah, because <laughs> he has money. It
2: cures AIDS.
3: <laughs> and I mean, and Magic so it was like one hundred thirty thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> or... But know the show. Her tombstone at the end, it's still the 80s. And she's like, I have this disease. They don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, like a cough due to cold. It's lupus. <laughs> Damn it, Jenny, you have lupus. <laughs> Damn it, Jenny. <laughs> All right, we're getting way up to ask here. But yeah, I think the, the cleverness of the references in the book are also kind of annoying. Like every character has to be on 24 hours, you know? Tell them they could suck Graptar's hammer. Like, they can't say... <laughs> they can't just say... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, damn it. They, they, they always have to have something. They always have have a
3: catchphrase from something else primed and ready to go all the time.
1: Right, and in, in the most shocking and disruptive kind of scenes, someone is still like able someone's to assaulting my
3: parents' house in Oregon, I'm going to say a cool catchphrase from Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah. Like something, something from Firefly something. <laughs> they just constantly... I think
3: they, they did one. They combined Firefly and... And Battlestar Lockdown one is like, frack! They got that Goram ships. It was like, oh my god, why would they combine all these things? I think and I just they just call them out
1: on it too. Like, you can't say those two <laughs> things together. How
2: dare you cross ending. contaminate your references?
3: That's like frack, Yoda saying something from Star. I don't know any Star Trek. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like long, prosper and Yoda- live yet. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: Scotty, beat me up now.
3: <laughs> Set phasers to force.
1: <laughs> That's highly illogical, R two.
2: <laughs> anger leads you to sleepy with green aliens
1: <laughs> yeah so there is a bit of over cleverness and sort of over saturation of references in the book but that's Ernest Klein's thing clearly he has he written
3: more than these two books no I think just, these, just
2: two. these two books as of right now he is working on ready player two
3: <laughs> yeah i guess they I mean these did come out within the last few years so he's on pace
1: this is 2015 i
3: think yeah he was probably involved in making a okay. ready player one movie uh, yeah, I imagine. And uh,
1: he's also just been busy getting high fives from nerds for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have not met him yet. That's on the to-do list. You're gonna go find him at a convention or something.
2: Oh yeah, if he ever comes to one, in the Metro uh, Detroit area or tri-state area, I'll be there with both books waiting for him to sign them.
1: So cool, dude. Are you Ernest? Are you the Ernest Klein? <laughs> do you still have a DeLorean
3: that actually works? Does, does he have does one? Does he really? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd believe it at this point. That's the first thing he bought I with guess if, deal if, a man, if this man got suddenly several million dollars, I think that would be one of his first purchases. I would understand that completely. I'm, telling man, you I'm like, it. you know what, dude, you earned that. I'll give you that. Yep.
1: Speaking for myself, if this man suddenly got several million dollars, I'd consider it.
3: <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why
1: not? Because it's, it's a
3: fucking, like, it's not a useful car to have. The DeLorean was designed for tall gentlemen.
2: You do realize that out of the 150 <laughs> DeLoreans that were made, only three of them are still working?
3: Is it that
1: few?
2: Yeah, I was a mechanic for many years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, if I if I had money to burn and I had nothing smarter to spend it on,
3: I have and a the f- opportunity I came up. Yeah, fuck that. I have a friend rebuilding an Ecto One. <laughs> like an old person. he got a, he got like a fifty. It's it's like ba- like the actual one's based on like a fifty nine Cadillac or whatever it is or a sixty. And he got like the year before like a scrap one. That's all he could find. And he got all the parts for the actual one to like retrofit it to make it. It's like. He's like super, super into it, but it's been it cost him like a few hundred thousand dollars. I can imagine. It's I mean it's beautiful, and he said that when it's done, I can go riding it. So (laughs) uh, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in some ways. But (laughs) the most incredible thing if you you'll
1: ever see will be if you see a girl inside of that car. I'm sure there'll be one that's That's not not screaming. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's not you've been chloroformed.
2: (laughs) Here, come up next to the ether bunny.
1: And she wakes up, and is like, oh, uh, Slimer was here. Busted. <laughs> I can't think of any other. Ghostbusters. No Ghostbusters jokes. Semen puns. I don't have it. Uh, um, Spankman. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I yeah. can't even remember
3: the other one's names. Egon?
2: Egon. Uh,
3: Spank- Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Venk- Venkman. Spangler. Spangler? Spangler is Egon. Egon Spangler. Okay. And Ray is Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, okay. And Ernie Hudson is. Ernie Hudson. Someone else. Winston. Winston Zedmore, yeah, that's what it is. Jesus Christ. They Winston had Janine Hedmore.
2: as their secretary and whoever uh, Rick Moranis' role was.
3: He was the nerdy guy. <laughs> and on that movie only.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Final verdict on the book, what do you think?
0: I mean, I liked the book
1: a lot. I mean, yeah. it
0: was definitely a lot like Ready Player One, but I thought it was clever and fun, and I'm glad I read it.
3: It was enjoyable. It was a great time. If he makes a third book, not a sequel, but a third book exactly like these, then I will be disappointed. I'll give you a two. He needs a new trick. <laughs> he needs a new trick. Or
0: hey,
1: maybe just, it'll be nineties j- yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay.
3: All these spice Girls references.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll go the other way. Maybe it'll be old shit about the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I'll just go seventies.
0: <laughs> that would actually be
1: better. What seventies stuff? Yeah. Else, you wanna you wanna hear a book about you know where the Dukes of Hazard was actually a training program for, <laughs> for law enforcement? <laughs> We're going boss hog wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really.
3: <laughs> I changed my mind immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he does that again, you'd kind of realize it I again. mean, uh, if Ready Player
3: Two is going to be his next book, then certainly go for it, though. I think he's going to have a hard time finding more references, because I think he made them all the first time.
1: There were some... Obs- I mean, there was a lot
3: of obscure ones. Y- yeah. That. It was like... It was like a... He just wrote a list. He spent the first 10 years writing a list of 80s things and said, just check them off the list as he wrote the book. Yeah. I also don't know what the plot of that could really be. Doesn't he own the fucking thing now? I'm sure they could find something. He can control a whole virtual world. I'm sure they can find a plot. Right. A virus or something. Ah. So uh. like the Spice Girls take over.
2: <laughs> IOI has uh, infested it with a virus.
3: There you go. Every time you click on something, Wannabe plays real loud, and he has to fight them off.
0: No, <laughs> so become one. Be, it's more that Oh,
3: that's true. That would be exceptionally scary, Spice.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's telling everyone don't be a baby, Spice. <laughs> well, now he's really rich, and therefore,
3: uh, Posh. Posh Spice. I got nothing for ginger. He's not a ginger. He's a brunette. Spice. and, uh, sporty and He'll yeah.
2: be sporty, Spice.
3: <laughs> With all the exercise they do in their haptic
1: suits. All right, we got them in there. I think this is the second podcast where we've made all five Spice Girls uh, references. Oh, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> it's our thing, we're like Ernest <laughs> Cline <laughs> All right, so I think it's, it's a fun book. Check it out if you haven't read it. We told mm-hmm. you the entire plot. I don't know why you're going to read it now. But
3: we made all the sweet references we didn't get because there were four billion more. Only Dave the Nerd got them all.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave,
0: tell us where to find your podcast again.
2: Again, you can find
1: it on podbros.com, on iTunes, Stitcher,
2: tuned in, Podbean through Podknife, and I'm that? pretty sure Google Play Store. And I think i am got the paperwork in to get on Spotify as well.
0: Oh,
1: And, shit. and what's it called again? Dave Compendium yeah,
2: is my primary show. I'm also on I'm Thirsty.
1: And that's on the same places? Yep. Well, hey, this isn't a lot of fun for us. Our first uh, kind of crossover guest episode. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you liked what you heard, give us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Just round up the five stars to save yourself the step.
0: And while you're there, do the same thing with Dave's nerd companion.
3: Yeah, just two in a row. It's good for you. Fourteen stars total. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: and uh, check us out uh, on Twitter. At Drunk Guys BC, as in book club. Uh, send us an email, drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or
3: find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at drunk guys book Club. We're taking pictures of shit now. (laughs)